The new virality is getting an ad to convert so that you can continue running it forever or at least until it gets tired. And we found that these videos get tired around 20, 30 million views. But so the new virality is conversion. Now, lifestyle ads tend to be uh, not quite as good for converting, but better for brand awareness and making the brand inspirational, aspirational, exciting, um, making the brand mean something. These are by far more important when it comes to luxury goods, apparel, beauty, um, a lot of those things where branding is really important. The creative is where you get the advantage. And that's why we've took off the gas a little bit on advanced, you know, super advanced ad buying efforts and put a little bit more resources into the creative. The creative is becoming more and more the differentiator between those who succeed and those who fail. And that is coming up next on Bootstrapping Your Dreams Show. So stay tuned. So the big question is this. How are ambitious people like us, who don't have a lot of resources, did not go to Ivy League colleges, were not born into wealth, how do we become resourceful enough? Use our creativity, our dedication, and a little bit of crazy to bootstrap our way to realizing our dreams. Whether it is launching a new company, launching a new app, or making it to the top of the corporate ladder. That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. We have created a tremendous community of bootstrappers, entrepreneurs, and professionals who are ambitious, resourceful, and want to get things done. We brainstorm, support, and help each other out. So come join us. Navigate to bootstrapping.group. Join today and get the Startup Founders Technology Accelerator video series absolutely free. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams Show. I'm your host, Manoj Agarwal, and today we'll be talking with Travis Chambers. So Travis is a Forbes 30 under 30 lister and founder of Chamber.media, which is a 30% growth and video agency that has tripled the revenue of four multi-million dollar DTC companies, driven $300 million in track revenue, and garnered 400 million views across Facebook and Google channels. Travis utilizes humor in advertising and marketing to catch the attention of customers and humanize brands through many well-known social uh, video marketing campaigns. He's passionate about having a healthy work-life balance for himself and his employees, adhering to a four-day work week with his uh, company. And in his free time, you can find Travis spending quality time with his family, traveling into uh, to epic places all over the world on a sustainable budget. Welcome, Travis. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Great. Uh, so you have a wonderful story, and I, you know, there are a few things I would uh, really uh, love to dive in. But let's talk about your company. Seems like you're doing very amazing things. Uh, so how did you get into this video marketing thing? And tell us, uh, tell us about that journey. I'm sure it has been uh, really eventful. Yeah. Well, like a lot of entrepreneurs, I, I kind of fell into it by luck, and it was a lot of luck and the right timing. So you know, college is pretty entrepreneurial started a, you know, MMA fight promotion that thousands of people came to, had a painting company that made zero money. Uh, but anyways, I, towards finishing school, my wife and I made a video. It was really like a stupid video we uploaded and it went viral. It got 10 million views, wow. did interviews on Good Morning America, True TV, Tosh.0. And, um, and, and I had been wanting to work at this agency called Crispin Porter and Bogusky. And they, they actually reached out for Kraft Mac and Cheese, one of their clients, asking to license the video. And I said, how about a job? I got the job. 
I became the resident viral video expert. A year later, Turkish Airlines said, we've got Kobe Bryant and Lionel Messi. We want to make the most viral ad of all time. And they put me on that and we succeeded. We got 150 million views, 3 million social shares, and we did the largest influencer activation of all time. Uh, that led to become director of social media at 20th Century Fox. I was horrible at that job, hated it. They let me go after three months and I started Chamber Media. So that's kind of how it all happened. That's an amazing story. Um, so tell us, uh, you know, obviously you have uh, this skill that everybody wants uh, to make viral videos. So um, if you can divulge some of your secrets, um, how, does, how do you, like, how do you uh, know that this video can go viral or what are the things, ingredients that you add to make it go viral? Yeah, so, so virality is essentially changed. So virality used to be make a production, make a video, upload it, and, and maybe you, you'll do some press seating or get some influencers behind it and it'll go viral. So that, that, age, that, that age is over now. Now the new virality is getting an ad to convert so that you can continue running it forever or at least until it gets tired. And we found that these videos get tired around 20, 30 million views. But so the new virality is conversion. And uh, there, there's a lot of components that come together to make a really well converting ad. And we've actually done a, a very extensive study. So we've, we've managed $55 million in ad spend in the last few years. And so what we did is we took all of the creative that we had ever run on any campaign and we put it all into a library that we call the brain. And then what we did is we, we titled every single ad by what type of ad it is. So for example, there may be four or five different types of a product demonstration. There may be four or five different types of a testimonial ad. And so we categorized all these things and logged the performance that all of these ads got and then did an analysis of, of the top performers. And what happened was, is we were basically able to conclude that there are seven general categories of ads that seem to convert. And um, they, they all could be quite different in, in nature. Um, and and for some time, some people have thought that if you make a really good Dollar Shave Club video type video, you know, yeah. ad, uh, the, the two or three minute funny ad, but that's, you know, but that, but that's not always the case. Now, it's good to have that kind of ad, but it's, it's not mandatory. And, um, and if you like, I could actually go into what those seven types of ads are. Oh, yeah, that'll be amazing. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, just pulling up my notes here. So, so we call these the seven foundational ad categories. And um, six of these can be made on an iPhone in your basement okay. for zero dollars. And uh, of course, the, the, the first one is the spokesperson anchor video. Now, even this can be made on an iPhone and made cheap. More often than not, though, these are, these are the viral Dollar Shave Club style ads that people think of um, that they tend to, tend to be a little more expensive to make. They tend to require a two or three minute long script. Um, but th those are really great. Those spokesperson ads are really good for what we call prospecting which is introducing someone to your brand or product that has never heard of you before and getting them to stick around for a long time through entertainment, storytelling, and whatever. Um, and we could talk if we want, we could talk later about what components make a good anchor video. But the other six, the other six are um, product demos, social proof videos, closer ads, case study videos, lifestyle videos, and unboxing. 
videos. Okay. And uh, I can go through those really quick. So yeah, yeah. Uh, product demonstration is pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Nice. Um, you're showing the product, how it's used, you're demonstrating it. Um, now, it's very easy to explain, but there's, there's dozens of ways to do this. Um, the other one is a social proof ad. Now, a social proof ad is uh, putting together a collage of press features, customer reviews, testimonials, online star review rating, um, literally anything you can that just shows credibility to what it is you're doing. And there's tons of different ways you can do those. Um, you can even run raw testimonial ads in this category, which is, is very common to get good performance. We've had $100,000 anchor videos get this, drive the same revenue at the same efficiency as an, an iPhone testimonial that a customer took at home. Wow. Um, and it, it takes all types. This is what we found is the ideal ad structure for your creative is to have all seven of these ads working. Um, the, the fourth one is what we call closer ads. So closer ads are the high urgency, um, low funnel ads. So these are people who've already heard of you. They've already seen ads. They're getting retargeted again. And this may include something that's overcoming objections. Mm -hmm. So are they worried about price? Are they worried about quality? Um, are they worried about shipping? You can also make ads that are built for people who are, um, that are bouncing from the checkout cart who were almost per about to purchase, but then didn't. So you may serve them some kind of reminder, compelling ad. This also can include discounts. You can run a 10% discount at seven days and a 15% discount at 15 days and whatnot. Fifth one is case study. Now case study is if you've got anything that is concrete, scientific, logical, um, evidence-based, uh, you can you could run this. Now, this may be some kind of like scientific test or side-by-side or -side comparison to prove that this works better than something else. Uh, in skincare, it would be a before and after type thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the sixth one is a lifestyle ad. Now, lifestyle ads tend to be uh, not quite as good for converting, but better for brand awareness and making the brand inspirational, aspirational, exciting, um, making the brand mean something. These are by far more important when it comes to luxury goods, apparel, beauty, um, a lot of those things where branding is really important. Uh, and then the seventh one is unboxing. And this is probably the easiest ad to make. You're literally just opening the product and there's different ways. You could show the product showing up on your doorstep. Uh, you could show a whole collage of 10 people opening it and being so surprised and happy. Um, but these, these are the seven ads that we've identified. This is a $55 million experiment and these are the results. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Uh, one, a few questions come up. Um, how do you, so you describe these seven, uh, types, which is, uh, which is great. Uh, I think, uh, that's uh, actionable advice that uh, somebody can actually implement today, but how do you, um, how do you uh, relate that to services? So let's say if some company is selling services. Um, what kind of ads will work in that scenario? Yeah, so we get asked a lot, Travis, do these ads work for B2B or mm -hmm. for service companies? And yes, they do. We, we did a project with creditrepair.com, which is a service. It's, there's no tangible good there. And um, we, we, we were to drive uh, over 10 million in revenue 
and we brought their cost per lead from $250 down to $60. Now keep in mind, this is a company that does 800 million a year. They've been around for over a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we, we cut their lead costs by 20% with this approach. Yeah. Uh, so that was with an anchor video, but we still, we created overcoming objections. Yeah. Um, I can't say that we really created like a product demo. Um, we did social proof ads. We did a case study. Uh, we, we did testimonials. Um, I can't say we, did, we didn't do a lifestyle ad for this. That's a hard one to do. We didn't do an, an unboxing. Okay. But what we did do in a version of unboxing is we showed you how to purchase and how the process works. Very similar to an unboxing. Um, and another, another good example, actually, is what we've done for ourselves at Chamber Media. So the highest return on ad spend, highest ROI campaign we have ever ran is for ourselves. And I'm, I'm glad that that's the case because if, if it wasn't the case, it would be bad. But yeah. we at Chamber, we run five to 10,000 a month in ads ourselves and that drives multiple six figures a month in revenue. Awesome. And that's so cool. we made two of our own anchor videos and then we run testimonials and then we run samples of our work, which you could kind of consider an unboxing or product demo. And, uh, and so we're, we're running at least four or five ads out of these seven ourselves and in getting over a thousand percent return on ad spend for that. Awesome. That's great. And, um, you know, it seems like you're working with uh, really reputed companies. These are, you know, uh, amazing uh, ads, uh, videos which are performing well. But uh, a lot of uh, people in, this, in our audience, they are startup founders, you know, they are early stage or they are, um, you know, in some cases, aspiring entrepreneurs. And they always, you know, there's always a, this, this notion that uh, in order for us to make viral videos, it, it takes a lot of budget and it, it's, a, it's a high value production cost. So how, how much of that is true? Is it like you said that we can make a video with a phone, but you know, there's a lot that goes behind it, make it funny, you know, have actors and, and things of that nature. Or uh, how do you balance that cost versus the, the outcome? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and, and by the way, we've, th these ads are um, not discriminate towards the size of, of business. Okay. So um, we've, we took Nerd Skin Care from 40,000 in lifetime revenue as a company to 4 million with this model. Mm -hmm. um, we, we've got quite a few cases where we took someone from very little revenue to a lot. Yeah. Um, and so it, it really comes down to, um, studying the different ads that people are running. So here's where I recommend to start. If, if you don't have a budget to hire anyone to help you make commercials, you don't have a production budget. And if, and if all of you, all you, all you've got is your iPhone and, uh, your, your brother-in-law and your, your aunt, you can make these ads and where you start is is look up um, the Facebook ads library. Okay. Look up the Facebook ads library. And what you can do is you can search your competitor. Okay. So look at what your competitor is doing or some leader in your space is doing with their ads. Then what you want to do is you want to see, um, you want to see how many views those ads have. That will indicate fairly accurately if they're continuing to put a lot of money behind them. That means they're probably generally successful. So then you can imitate those ads. You can draw inspiration from them. So you could take these seven categories that I just went over. You map out your seven categories and you do a brainstorm session and you say, what kind of stuff can I shoot myself 
that fits into these categories and and maybe i'm i'm drawing some inspiration too from what my competitors have done uh, and then it just becomes a, a matter of execution now you can hire a videographer to help you um or you can try and do it yourself now i'll just i say I, I've, I've done this on the most stripped down scale. So I've got a friend who owns a treehouse village in the middle of the remote jungle in Dominican Republic. It's three hours away from the nearest airport. I see. He asked me to make a video and I thought, I'm going to try and see if I can make something with zero cost that'll get a higher eye. So my wife and I made a spokesperson anchor video style video with zero budget shot on iPhone she literally had iPhone headphones tucked up her shirt mm-hmm. for audio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I wrote the script in about 30 minutes in, in the taxi. Oh, wow. So we make this video and uh, within the first few thousand dollars of ad spend, it starts getting a four to one return on ad spend. Wow. So scaled it up over many months to a $50,000 ad spend. It, it drove over $350,000 in revenue. And this destination had averaged below 300000 a year in total revenue. So within a few months, we were able to drive a whole year of revenue. And the ad buying, the ad spend itself was self-perpetuating. So he didn't have to take $50,000 and plop it in. He took $5,000, which drove fifteen twenty, yeah, yeah. and then reinvested and kept it going. And so you may make some stuff that doesn't look good. You may make some stuff you're not proud of. It may even be just a selfie video that you take with the clips app on your, on your iPhone or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you're just getting started, you, you're not, you can't try and be Nike. You got to just be you right. and uh, you got to go for the gut and try and figure out what works. Awesome. That's great. Um, well, uh, once again, you know, that's a, that's a very actionable advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now the next step is once you have the videos, uh, as you said, like, you know, you need to run um, ads, you need to understand, uh, how to uh, analyze the data, how to optimize things. Um, so that's another skill set you need, right? Like, um, uh, what what do you what do you do for that? So, sorry, say again. What do you do for that? Like, you know, if if you're self managing, or how do you work with your clients? Do you provide that service uh, yourself, or uh, or do they need to go uh, find somebody who's expert in ads uh, on their own? Yeah, so we've we've got a five thousand film production studio. Um, over half our staff is shooting, writing, editing all day. We got a big psych wall with a permanent lighting setup, and we've got sound booths and editing bays. And so, when someone comes to us, um, we we can create these ads for them. Now, we've got uh, anchor video projects that are hundred thousand and up. But we've also got a $7,000 a month option. So if someone needs a, a batch of all these ads that they need help with creating them, $7,000 a month for three months will create multiple variations. We can create 24 different assets. Okay. So we've got a program basically in three months, you can get enough assets to probably run for a whole six months or a whole year off of that. Or if, if you're a big company and you've got internal ad buyers, um, we can be feeding them assets and stuff that they can be testing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a couple other packages too, but we've got, we've got options pretty much on all ends of the spectrum. And for our anchor video clients, we actually do ad buying as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, at any given time, we've got a couple ad accounts ourselves that we're running. Um, but we're trying to be, we're trying to be the, uh, the creative shop 
that helps people get the creative they need to get their ads to convert. Because what's really happened lately in the industry, especially with Facebook, is ads are getting more and more expensive because it's getting more saturated and more competitive. The other thing that's happening is the Facebook um, algorithm, the artificial intelligence AI algorithm is getting much more powerful and and strong. Mm -hmm. So what's happening is you don't have to be as good of an ad buyer anymore to be successful. Facebook is doing more and more of the work for you. And what that means is the creative is where you get the advantage. And that's why we've took off the gas a little bit on advanced, you know, super advanced ad buying efforts and put a little bit more resources into the creative. The creative is becoming more and more the differentiator between those who succeed and those who fail. That's great, that's great. Um, Now let's talk about uh, your unique way of running the company, four day uh, work week. So, uh, you know, uh, many companies uh, have tried it and some of them were in news and everything. So how did you come up with this concept? How does it work? And uh, tell us what kind of uh, results did did you achieve with this? Yeah, so kind of in our origin story, um, in the advertising industry, I, I was working 70 hours a week, and I, at that time, I was having my first child, and my dad got Parkinson's disease after working for Monsanto his whole career, so he got exposed to Roundup, which he got, so his, his job literally gave him a terminal illness, and he had to retire and, and had a divorce, and, and so a lot of life changes happened all at the same time, so I was very distracted. I was very unable to to perform my optimal level and I was also making the most money I'd ever made I was 26 years old I was making 120,000 a year in LA living the dream working in Hollywood working on 20th Century Fox films but I had no time to enjoy the money I was making and I had no time to really um, experience these life events and so Chamber Media really started because I, I couldn't find a job that fitted my needs so I created one And so in doing that, we've tried to, and my partner has kind of a similar story. We've really tried to build a company and culture that that doesn't make us hypocrites. Because what I've noticed as we've grown from six to 30 is is the bigger the organization gets, the more faceless your people become, the more you get focused on your P&L, your profit and loss, the more focused you get on your processes, and the less focused you get on intimate relationships with the people you work with. And so... So, so what happened basically is the four-day work week is a way to hold, hold us accountable to our true DNA and our origin of why this company started. Um, but it also keeps our, our employees accountable too. Uh, and so how it works is for four days a week, our people give us much more than they would normally give us in that period, time period with a five-day work week. You know, they're getting in at 9, 9.30, and they're sticking around till 6.37. If there's a deadline, they'll even stay later. Um, And and our people, they are just diving in, and the intensity is incredible because they know on Friday they can completely check out. can completely check out. So no matter how gassed out they are by Thursday night, they know they've got a three-day weekend. And you know how it is. When you're in corporate America, especially if you're a junior employee, you, you get two weeks vacation a year. Yeah. When I hear two, vacation, two weeks vacation, I say, okay, a week is going to be gone for a family emergency and another week is going to be gone for the flu. And basically I'm a prisoner with no, yeah, no yeah. vacation. You can't do anything noteworthy in, a two, in two days. Mm-hmm. So the four-day work week, everybody knows on a weekly basis, I am entitled to a three-day work week, weekend. I don't have to apply for it. Um, 
our people don't fall victim to the unlimited PTO, which is, which is a horrible policy because it, what that really means is don't ever take time off. Yeah. So people have this entitled guaranteed time off, but on the other hand, they're willing to pay for that. They're willing to sacrifice by working harder those four days. And if someone comes and makes them an offer for, for more money, they basically have to evaluate, do I want to make more money and work more hours or would I rather make a little less and have the only thing that money can't buy, which is time. Right. And no one's offering that. So, so, so far the, 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 uh, there's been almost no downsides to the four day work week. We've only seen upsides. Our people are more refreshed and they're more creative and they're putting out better work than, than we've ever seen. And we've, we've been doing this for eight months and we've been incredibly surprised how well it's turned out. Awesome. That's great. Well, um, that's a great experiment and uh, awesome results speak for themselves. So, um, you know, anybody listening, they should, uh, they should uh, listen to this advice and try it in their company and see, see what happens. Um, now, one more thing I want to talk to you about is uh, your sense of adventure and travel. And, um, you know, uh, you're traveling all over the world with sustainable budget. So uh, it may be a personal thing, but maybe uh, share a little bit about that. Uh, how do you do that? Um, maybe you can uh, drop some value bombs there and uh, help people uh, who love to travel as well. Yeah, great. You know, uh, the thing that's really hard to do in, a, in the corporate world is really hard to travel. Mm -hmm. And, and what, the trap that a lot of people get stuck in is, well, I'm going to work really hard, make a lot of money, then I'm going to travel. Mm -hmm. But it never happens. It doesn't happen for very many people, right? Um, and I've been at this six years. I haven't had a $10 million exit, mm -hmm. and that may never happen right? I may just continue making a good income. And so um, whatever possible, I think it's good to, to try and get those experiences in now because why, why do it when you're old and too tired to enjoy it? Exactly. Especially if you got kids, because once your kids get in middle school and high school, it's game over for five or six years. You can't go anywhere. You're, you're locked down, right? So we have young kids and we thought, well, let's get this going now. Let's have these experiences. And um, we've seen huge benefits um, in, 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 in our relationship, being married, seeing huge benefits with our kids, just being together, fully focused. Um, and, and we've done it. We've tried to do it in a very sustainable, sustainable way. Um, so there's a lot of tricks and hacks that we use. Um, one time we, we paid for someone's timeshare that they weren't going to use wow. in Hawaii. Um, we're very budget conscious about flights. Typically, we won't fly anywhere unless it's under $350, $400 a flight. We'll look, at, um, we'll look on Google Flights and we'll look for error fares. Uh, we'll follow a lot of these deal sites that, that show these, these like rock bottom prices. And the key that we've learned is you got to travel when no one else is traveling. Mm, yeah. You don't travel during Christmas. You don't travel during the 4th of July. You don't, you know, you don't travel during spring break. You don't go to Switzerland in December. You don't go to Switzerland in July. You go in May when it's, it's kind of rainy and there's still some snow, but no one's really able to ski or go on the lake. That's when you go. And um, a majority of our international flights have been under four or $500 a person. We've been to China. Um, and, and so I, we've just found that if, if you work really hard at it and you provide a, a flexible schedule for yourself, that allows that level of autonomy, you could save a lot of money. Cause a lot of people in corporate jobs, they're, they're going on vacation when everyone else is. Yeah. So they got no options to save money. Yeah. You know, there's not even a possibility there. So, so that, that's been a really good trick for us. Awesome. That's great. Um, now back to entrepreneurship. So, you know, um, everybody, uh, 
sort of goes through their ups and downs and um, makes a lot of mistakes and it's it's a challenge right like it's not as smooth as just going to a 9 to 5 job so can you describe uh, any mistakes you made any challenges you faced uh, during your journey yeah um you know i think i think early on um i wish in the beginning i had lowered my cost of living sooner so we were living in los angeles which is very expensive we we're living near the beach and i had a friend tell me he's like you're crazy to try and start a company while living in la mm. on the beach you're crazy and he was right uh a lot of that stress and that burden um slowed me down slowed me down a lot and i think if we had lowered our cost of living to to very as very as you know low as possible uh, if we could have lowered even $2000 a month or something um i think that would have helped uh, that would have helped a lot um another thing is i wish i had spent more time on studying the art of hiring good people i think um it i had to learn completely through um uh you know just experiment experimenting uh, i don't have an mba I don't really have any formal education on how to hire people or 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 find good people mm-hmm. and um we, you know we hired some people and gave them a lot of trust that maybe had not proven that they that they were you know that was the right move wow. so that held us back quite a bit and i i also have no advice on how to get better at that i mean for me i don't think i could have learned that in a classroom i think it just had to learn by um trial and error with that um i wish though i would have spent a little bit more time uh checking people's references yeah. um making people take personality tests uh we've had a lot of of examples where we've hired someone we almost let go um but then we put them in a different role and they became some of our most valuable people because they just weren't in the right role yeah, yeah, yeah. they weren't empowered um so those are some of the those are some of the things that um that we did that uh yeah there's a lot of pride a lot of ego too you know so those are some of the things i i wish i would have known and learned earlier no but but i think that is um that is common between uh, in in most growing companies uh, especially startups you know it's 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 a it's a common scenario so but the way that you have sort of experimented turn things around uh, that's commendable you know it's, you know it's not easy for a founder to say okay let's go four days a week you know <laughs> uh, it's not a easy change to even consider so uh, you know taking uh, those kind of risks are are that's uh, not everybody's cup of tea so congratulations on that um now i want to ask one more question is about comedy and you put humor into your uh, videos and um you know it uh, i was hoping that you'll drop some jokes and make it a little bit more funny but how did it come about how did you how did you um, figure out okay you know adding comedy uh, is going to help um, uh, get more traction yeah so so um obviously it's really hard to sell somebody when they know they're being sold to yeah. and so what we found is comedy is one of those levers that you can pull that really disarms people mm-hmm. and i think the reason it works is there's a value exchange there mm-hmm. so when i'm pitching you it's me trying to get something out of you but if i can weave in some jokes and make it really entertaining and fun well now i'm providing value to you value in the way that going to the movies or watching saturday night live would provide value to you um and so 
we've worked a lot with stand-up comedians, um, improv people. And, uh, I, I, I never was really funny. I mean, maybe I was funny in certain situations, but, Mm -hmm. but I I really think that anyone could learn to be funny. Anyone can kind of gain that art and it's taken years and years to try and and learn that. Um, there's a lot of mechanics to, to it. I, I don't, I couldn't, I don't think I could explain how to learn how to be funny. I don't think I could necessarily teach it, Mm -hmm. but I think it's an art of studying um, and just trying to do it. Um, I mean, I will say, I think one of the most interesting exercises that anybody could do is to sit down and try to write a stand-up comedy sketch. Yeah. Yeah. I I think for, yeah, I've tried that actually. It's, it's a very interesting advice. Yeah, for sure. It's extremely difficult. Yeah. 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 And uh, very few people pull it off. I mean, all the actors in Hollywood say comedy is the most difficult yeah. art form. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really easy to be serious or suspenseful or inspiring. It's really hard to be funny. Mm-hmm. So um, you caught me in a not funny mood today, I guess. No, it's okay. It's all it's all good. I mean, that was a, my attempt at making a joke. Uh, so, um, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, it has a, it has been a fascinating conversation. Uh, you know, video is. Uh, is the way to go and uh, it seems like you have uh, you have figured out the the magic behind it so so uh, congratulations and thanks a lot for coming on to the show sharing your insights now before i let you go can you um, tell us how people can reach out to you yeah so if, if you're interested in in uh, working with us getting more information www.chamber.media um so it's not chambers media, it's chamber.media. And then the other place is LinkedIn. I'm really active there and I'm always putting out content there too. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. And that's all for now. Until next time. Now, if you're an entrepreneur or a career professional, then I invite you to join our growing community. Navigate to bootstrapping.group. As a welcome bonus, you will get the Startup Founders Technology Accelerator video series and Mastering Your Inner Game video series absolutely free. This series of short videos address some core issues which are instrumental in helping you move forward in your business or career. The videos are yours to view and share for free. No obligations or strings attached. Except for one, you have to take action and implement it. So join us today, navigate to bootstrapping.group. If you want more engaging videos and insightful interviews with industry's thought leaders, then check out the other videos we have picked for you. The link is right there. And if you want to be notified about our new content, please do consider subscribing to our channel.